So eventually, meet my neurologist and she's like, yeah, you have chronic migraines. I didn't want to believe that because I was like, man, I don't need this right now. <laughs> I, I'm already, I already have low vision. I don't need this right now. I got enough odds against me. Uh, with all that I've been through in my life so far, I, this is the last thing I need. And I remember being so frustrated and asking God, like, why? Like, what in the world did I do? Because a lot of times that's my first response sometimes is to like, well, what is it? Is that I, Lord? Like, what did I do in this equation to cause this? Not knowing that sometimes things happen. So moving forward, I began to just develop more signs and symptoms here and there throughout my high school experience. Um, and it showed, especially in my senior year, I was just very fatigued, even more so. It was just a level of fatigue that I didn't quite understand. I was tired all the time, no matter how much I slept, my neck hurt, then my, my head would hurt. Uh, it was just very interesting. And I was having to try to communicate this newfound circumstance to my teachers and classmates as best as I could. But I, again, didn't know what was going on. So I finally graduate, whoopee, <laughs> um, magnum cum laude in high school. And I remember hoping and praying that things would get better. Then during the summer, in between that transition from high school to college, I attend this uh, camp, it's called Savvy. Uh, it's for people who are blind and visually impaired and it helps prepare them for different aspects of life. So I got accepted into the college prep program. So while I'm in this program, these symptoms are still persistent. I'm like tired. I think there were a couple days that I had to miss some sessions. I was just very like, my energy level wasn't there. Mentally it was there, but physically it just wasn't. So that happens <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. I'm on a medication called emetryptoline as prescribed by my neurologist and not only am I fatigued, but a side effect of that medication that I experienced was blurred vision. I already have low vision, meaning that I'm visually impaired, legally blind, all those wonderful terms. Now you add a medication that is seemingly supposed to help you, but it makes your vision blurry. Hmm, yeah, wasn't a fan of that, but I didn't know what was going on and I thought, hmm, maybe I should trust the neurologist because they study this stuff. So I approach college. College, the first year of college was really rough um, because again, the migraines began to progress, progress yet again. And not only was I experiencing constant fatigue, now I'm having to learn how to self-advocate 
within the space of having chronic migraines in addition to being visually impaired. And that was something I didn't know how to juggle. I, it was just very frustrating. I wasn't able to perform academically the way that I felt like I should have been able to. I was just, I had no mercy for myself during that period of time. And it took a toll on me. And not only that, during this time, I was dealing with a horrible roommate situation. I know everybody has their roommate horror stories. This was woof, child. It, it was it was a doozy. And so during this time, I just began to fall into a depression. I started questioning my self-worth and my ability to be academically successful and make it in college after as a result of what I didn't know at that time to be a debilitating disease. So I go through that season of life and I'm not coping with it well at all. <laughs> and this was the span of about two years where I was just trying to figure out what to do. The doctor has me on medications and this medication is causing one side effect and I'm taking another medication and that's causing another side effect. So they have to take me off of that medication, put me on something else. And then the thing they just put me on that was supposed to be better than the last thing I took is having, I'm experiencing side effects and it's just a scary situation. I remember taking a particular medication that was a beta blocker and it caused my heart rate to slow down tremendously. And I have a high metabolism, so like I immediately, immediately noticed the difference. And there were some medications that I was taking. It was affecting my mood, uh, my ability to eat. So I'm going through all of this <laughs> physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. I, I was still connected with my church and going to church. But I still had this one area of my life that I was grappling with, and I didn't know how to understand or reconcile it. I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. So a few years passed and I get into my junior year. No, I want to say my sophomore year of college. And I'm riding in the car with my family. And we stop at a red light. And all of a sudden we get hit from behind. Y'all, you know that feeling when people say, oh, it can't get any worse than this, child? I'm not one to say that, but child, it was rough. I, as a result of that accident, I developed whiplash, but not only that, it skyrocketed the amount of migraines that I was ex experiencing. In addition to what I was already dealing with symptomology-wise, now I go to the doctor and I find out that I've developed post-concussive syndrome and occipital neuralgia. In addition to all the other things on my plate. <laughs> and I remember during that season being frustrated at first, Cause it was kind of like, Lord, 
again. Like all my life, I've had to fight, and now we got another battle going on. But then I begin to be encouraged as I begin to find um, and understand that the same way that I was able to reconcile my albinism and the associated vision impairment, it, that same pathway is, is applicable to chronic migraines. Once I started to kind of accept that, things started to happen and things started to change in me. Um, not physically, but spiritually and emotionally. So, car accident happens, develop occipital neurologia and post-concussive syndrome. So, we end up getting a referral for physical therapy in attempt to kind of calm down some of those angry muscles. And in addition to that, we also went through some, uh, I also went through some chiropractic treatment. So I'm doing all these things, as you can see, <laughs> I'm doing all these things to find relief from muscle tension and, and calm some, calm some of these, uh, neurological pathways down and all those wonderful things and I start to get some relief all of a sudden I hoped it would last but the relief only came within those physical therapy sessions but as soon as I left those physical therapy sessions oh it came down on me yeah like Melodies from heaven, it came down on me. Um, and so I was yet again frustrated, <laughs> but it gave me some hope that, okay, well maybe if I start to stretch more intentionally, those particular uh, regions of my body, I'll maybe find more, a little more relief when I'm in pain. So over time, I end up um, being released from the diagnosis of post-concussive syndrome and migraines are still there. And by the grace of God, the other symptoms from the car accident went away, but the one thing that remained was the migraines. So fast forward a bit. Now I'm getting some traction in terms of accepting um, the fact that in spite of what I'm going through, God is still in it with me and that I'm not alone. Around this period of time, I began to get involved with an organization called TRIO on campus uh, at my university, and they help low-income, first-generation college students and people with disabilities in the areas of academic skills, um, counseling, as well as tutoring. So you best believe I, I took advantage of all three of those elements and my grades started to improve because I think 
part of the reason why my first couple years were so difficult is because I felt like I was navigating this this new thing in a new environment by myself. And while you do have people in your corner that love you and support you and try to understand, chronic illness is, it can be kind of isolating sometimes. And so I began to find encouragement and support through this organization. And it just kind of helped me build my confidence academically. Also during this time, I began the work of self-advocacy in terms of migraines. And just I just began communicating with my professors like I'm visually impaired and by default, I also have a condition called photophobia. And that also produces chronic migraines. And through having those conversations with my professors, I began to build relationships with them and they were just very supportive. Um, I will say, I have run into some opposition as to be expected when you have disabilities um, among able-bodied people. But none of that opposition ever came within my own department. It pretty much came from professors outside of my department of kinesiology, which was very interesting. Um, so I'm learning and developing and growing and then fast forward to junior year, migraines progress again. They're more frequent. Not only are they more frequent, they're more intense. And I'm not sure if it, yeah, I think it was the first semester of my junior year. Um, towards the end, like during Christmas break, I ended up having to go to the emergency room for the very first time for a migraine. Uh, and it was on New Year's night. The pain was so intense that it would just sound dramatic any way I tried to describe it, but I will the best way I can. We were on our way to church to bring in the new year. And that entire week leading up to New Year's, I had had a migraine, but it got particularly worse that night. And as I am laying in bed, I'm trying to fight through this and move, the right side of my body does not want to move at all. Like no amount of, okay, arm, let's, we're gonna shuffle over here. No amount of me thinking or trying to will myself to move the right side of my body worked. That was probably one of the most scariest experiences I've had in my life. So I tell my grandma that I'm like, I can't move the right side of my body. So she calls my aunt and, and they take me to the urgent care center in our city. And so I'm waiting there and, you know, waiting rooms aren't necessarily even the best environment for people with chronic migraines because of the lighting situation and all the different things going on at one time. 
So we get there and we're waiting and we finally get seen. And by the time I get to the back room, I'm my speech is heavily, heavily impaired. And I, ex I experienced some speech impairment prior to this incident, but it was nothing like I had ever experienced before. So we get there and the doctor comes back in the back room where I'm being seen. And he had such a terrible bedside manner. He was trying to ask me questions and I'm trying to communicate to him like, yo fam, I can't communicate with you. The right side of my body won't move. I'm trying to communicate as best as I can and I think I'm able to mumble some responses and my family's like trying to communicate to him like, yo, she's in a lot of pain. Like we get that you want your answers right then and there, but you also have to be compassionate, understand that she's really going through it and it's impairing her ability to communicate with you. So finally, after that ordeal, nurse, he asked me, okay, can you take sumatriptan? I politely communicate, no. The nurse comes in, she gives me something in my IV and then all of a sudden I realized what it was because I had that same reaction to sumatriptan and I'm like livid at this point like I just told him I can't take sumatriptan and what does this man give me sumatriptan I communicated that I have a side effect response to this medication that prevents me from taking it in any form. I, I said that to the man and he still gives me sumatriptan in my IV. So now I'm like, have this massive continuous thunderclap migraine. And I'm like writhing in my uh, hospital bed because I cannot like it's something in that medication that causes to causes me to have a disassociation uh, reaction uh, where I'm not able to control my limbs and I'm feeling just not myself, very lethargic and, 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 and it's very, it's not a pretty sight. So I'm like writhing in my hospital bed and I'm trying to like, find a position that will help me sleep and the nurse comes in I'm like I can't I'm not supposed to have this medicine because I feel 10 times worse at the hands of this particular medication and she's like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and she goes out takes another hour like the amount of time I had to wait to be treated was really frustrating. And I get that chronic migraines might not be on their top 10 list of things to treat urgently, but you should at least be able to provide service in a timely manner for someone who is suffering if you call yourself an urgent care center. That's just me. So she comes back, 
and she gives me something else. And I'm finally able to find a position on my side, sleep in, to relieve some of this pain. And so she later explains when I come to that they gave me a migraine cocktail. Wonderful thing. Or so I thought. 